Welcome to the Neuropathy Support Group and Podcast. I'm Chris, and I'm so glad you tuned in. It's my hope with this podcast to help all of us gather information that might help those that need support dealing with this debilitating issue. Hello, and welcome to this podcast. Before we get started, let's get the formalities out of the way with the medical and privacy disclaimer. I am not a doctor or medical professional. The information on this podcast is from personal experiences and is meant for group support. Additionally, the information discussed is not meant to diagnose, treat, or cure any underlying conditions associated with neuropathy. All names here within are private and will not be shared with any outside sources. Please consult your healthcare provider before making any health decisions. If you have medical concerns or an immediate emergency, please contact your doctor or dial 911. Well, it's a happy Monday. Hope everyone did great this weekend. I hope you guys had a lot of fun. We're able to get out and enjoy some of this weather that we've been having here in California. It's been nice. But um, I hope you guys got out with um, family for Easter and had the grandkids around. But other than that, it's another week to get started here. And on this episode, the uh, topic is going to be why does type 2 diabetes cause your feet to go numb? I have type 2 diabetes. I think a lot of this, you know, pertains to neuropathy. But this uh, article here concentrates on type 2 diabetes. And that's something I have not talked about. Oh, before I get going here, I want to thank all the new listeners out there that have um, come on board. I hope any of this information I'm giving you is helps you out in some way. Um, a lot of the things I talk about to you and I try not to is things that you're going to need to talk to your doctor about. And that's the, only, that's the one thing I always tell everybody on my show. Before you make any changes or regiment to the medications you're taking, you need to consult your doctor first. Because you could be taking something that interacts with something else you're taking. So please, please don't do that. I know how it is to have an allergic reaction to uh, medications when you take too much. And I should listen to the doctor, that's my fault. But uh, let's get started here. So, high blood sugar that's uncontrolled can lead to serious complications like pain, numbness, and injury in your feet and legs. Numbness in the feet is a symptom of neuropathy or nerve damage, one of the most common long-term complications of type 2 diabetes. Neuropathy is caused by poor blood sugar control that persists over a long period of time. The higher the blood sugars and the longer they stay high, the greater the chance of, of the person developing neuropathy. The nerves that get affected by high sugars tend to be the longest nerves in your body. These nerves go from the spine to the toes which is why the feet get affected before the arms or hands. Diabetic neuropathy also tends to be bilateral. Both feet will be affected equally. If blood sugar remains poorly controlled, it can lead to serious complications. In the feet, diabetic neuropathy can not only cause numbness, but pain and injuries. It can change the shape of your foot, deforming them so they are no longer fit into regular shoes. It can also dry out and damage your skin, cause calluses and ulcers on your feet, and interfere with circulation. The numbness also makes it hard to tell if there is a cut or injury which can increase your risks of infection and amputation. 
people with diabetes are also at an increased risk of amputation. In 2010, approximately 73,000 non-traumatic lower limb amputations were performed on adults 20 years or older with diagnosed with um, diabetes. The good news is that most amputations are preventable when you manage your diabetes well. Take good care of your feet and wear proper footwear. If you have circulatory problems or you've already been diagnosed with neuropathy, you'll benefit from seeing a podiatrist as well as your endocrinologist. If you're concerned you may have neuropathy or if you ex experience any redness, cracks, pus, ulcers, or other signs of an infection in your feet, at that point you need to consult your doctor and let them know immediately. The most effective way to prevent or delay diabetic nerve pain is to maintain good control of your blood sugar. Controlling blood uh, pressure and cholesterol is also important. The doctor in this article says, it's very important to have an exercise and healthy diet and maintaining a healthy weight, which will address your overall cardiovascular and cholesterol health. Patients who are overweight or obese tend to develop more neuropathy and more arthritic problems and pain in their feet because of extra weight. Finally, your doctor may also want to check to make sure you don't have a vitamin B a deficiency. One of the most common medications used to treat for treating diabetes is metformin, which can cause a deficiency in folic acid and vitamin B12 in about 10% of the people who take it. While maintaining good blood sugar control can help prevent or delay neuropathy, there is no cure once the nerves are damaged for a long period of time. The medications that are available only treat symptoms and slow the progression of the disease. However, researchers have seen some promising results in recent studies with mice. One was published in July of 2015, and it suggests that fish oil or omega-3 fatty acids may help reverse or slow the progression of diabetic neuropathy. I haven't seen it. I, I take, I've been taking um, flaxseed for the longest time and I, I haven't found any difference. But overall this doctor says that he has been seeing less and less neuropathy which he contributes to early diagnosis, better treatments and patients working with their doctors to take charge of the disease. People with diabetes are doing much better nowadays. We're seeing complications less often and much later in the disease. So that topic was kind of short. Didn't really give, it gave some information. But let's go into um, four ways to step up your type 2 diabetes uh, with treatment with lifestyle changes. I think if you go ahead and step it up, you know, you're going to have less opportunities of having it so bad or having it at all and this is pretty much the only way you're going to be able to do that but if it's already uh, too late like in my case I must have been going months and months and months not knowing that I had uh, blood sugar was real high and that's where all the damage came upon me but if you have type 2 diabetes you probably already work with a doctor and diabetes care team to keep your blood sugars levels under control your treatment plan may include medication blood sugar monitoring, dietary changes, and more. But type 2 diabetes is a progressive condition. 
which means that as time goes on, the treatment methods that initially worked can stop being as effective as they once were. And that's according to the American Diabetes Association. So let's talk about this here. Lifestyle habits to adopt when stepping up your diabetes treatment. Diabetes is not a set it and forget it condition. It's a matter of eating a healthy diet, exercise regularly, and manage your stress levels. Exercising regularly and eating healthy, for instance, helps ward off obesity, which increases insulin resistance. And that's according to an article in 2018 in the journal. Extra fat tissue causes inflammation and other stresses on the body that can cause the way that cells respond to insulin, making it harder for insulin to work. You don't need to make all these changes at once. Instead, focus on leaving one goal at a time. And here are four steps to start implementing in your day-to-day routine. They can help you step up your type 2 diabetes if, you're tr- if your current plan is no longer working. So first, you want to focus on food choices. There is no single di- diabetes diet that fits all needs. So it's important to work directly with a dietitian and doctor to make your uh, diet individualized. One way to focus on eating healthy is to turn your attention on making healthy food choices and controlling portion sizes. Generally speaking, diets high in the following can help control blood sugar and reduce the risk of cardiovascular disease, which is higher among people with diabetes. So you want to eat nutrient-rich, non-starchy vegetables such as asparagus, broccoli, carrots, celery, green beans, mushrooms, and tomatoes. You also want to use lean proteins such as chicken, turkey, and fish. Use plant-based proteins such as tofu, lentils, and hummus. And eat a fiber-rich carbohydrate such as whole grains. So next, you got to amp up your exercise. If you're not moving your body on a regular basis, which is hard for some of us because of the neuropathy, then it's time to find a form of exercise you can feel good about doing. In terms of physical activity, the American Heart Association recommends 150 minutes per week of moderate intensity aerobic physical activity or 75 minutes per week doing a very intensive aerobic activity. Getting active is one of the best tools for fighting insulin resistance. Exercising uses our muscles to absorb sugar from the bloodstream, help bloodstream, helping blood sugar come down without having to rely on insulin. Weight loss can also slow down insulin resistance, making the cells more sensitive once again to insulin. The next thing that we all need to do is get a hold of our stress. If you've been grappling with increased stress, it could be affecting your diabetic management program. That's because stress can not only spike your blood sugar levels, but also increase your blood pressure and speed up your heart rate. And that's according to the Cleveland Clinic. Stress management is important. Stress plays a big role in our ability to manage chronic conditions as it impacts our emotional well-being, interrupts our sleep, and can be a trigger for various unhealthy habits. Here's another big one. Know what to ask your doctor. This isn't a lifestyle habit, per se, but it's important to establish good communication with your doctor and other members of your type 2 diabetes care team about your treatment plan. 
You should discuss how to safely begin the treatment plan that includes a healthy lifestyle focused on medications when necessary, eating healthy, physical activity, and stress management. Some key questions he encourages patients to bring up at their appointments include, what medications are best for me? What can I eat as part of my healthy diet? Are there any other foods I should avoid? What are your recommendations on an exercise plan for me? And what strategies can help me cope with stress? I'm so sorry, but the dog barking in the background. He's looking for the mailman. So let's continue here. Finally, the doctor also just suggests that you talk to a healthcare provider about glucose monitoring options. Many insurance plans will cover less invasive glucose monitoring devices, such as glucose monitors, that can provide valuable real-time feedback on glucose readings. These are very helpful when it comes to learning how meals and snacks impact blood uh, glucose. It is extremely difficult to maintain lifestyle changes without knowing if your strategy is working. So this episode is kind of short, but before I close, I did want to let you know that today I went to the surgeon, finally, after four months, to have my knee looked up, or looked at, and he said there's really nothing that can be done about it. Sure, he could go in there and do the surgery, or go and do a whole knee replacement, but he says that I'll be in more pain than what I am right now for a while after that surgery, and I don't want to deal with that at all. So... Uh, he gave me a cortisone shot in my knee, and we're going to see first how that works out, if that does anything. I'll be going back in another three months, and he says it's supposed to last that long. It's supposed to uh, encompass the whole knee area with the cortisone, so you know maybe it'll help out a little bit, and then I'll get another shot in three months, so we'll see. But I just wanted to give you that heads up and let you know, and... I guess that's it for this uh, week. I will talk to you again next Monday with a new topic I'll put on my Facebook page here in a few days of what I'm going to talk about. You guys have a good week, and thank you for listening. As we come to a close, it's my hope this podcast and other sources, such as product reviews that I have discussed today, can better our lives and give us some relief dealing with neuropathy. This episode plus others are posted every Monday on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. And finally, whatever life throws at you, even if it hurts you, just be strong and fight through it. Remember, strong walls shake, but never collapse. Talk to you next Monday.